Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, guess who's back? It's my man Israel Troop. Let's get this thing cracking. Right, all right, all right. Welcome in. We are live here on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Man, oh man, it's great to be back. I know it's been kind of sporadic. We've had a, a new baby on the way. Uh, Israel had a brief run as Bobby Cox of uh, middle school baseball. Um, but all of that is coming to an end. We've got a really big announcement uh, coming up just for right now, Israel. I'm not even going to try to introduce that. This is my man, Israel Troop. I'm going to let you tell tell the world what's happening, <laughs> just in case they don't follow you. If they follow you at Troopstar28, they already know. But if they don't, they should follow you. But go ahead and tell them. Well, as of about an hour ago, um, I was introduced as the new office coordinator at uh, Thomasville High School um, in Thomas Thomasville, Georgia. Um, if you're familiar with Georgia football, you know exactly where that school is and who came from that school. Um, our awesome office coordinator, Mike Bobo, um, is an alum and a graduate from Thomasville High School. Um, and his dad, George Bobo, um, was a phenomenal coach at the school as well. So um, a lot of deep roots down in the Rose City, and I'm so excited to be there. Hell yeah, Israel, man. That's – man – Proud of you. That's awesome, dude. Um, so what like what led to this decision? Like what what was your thought process on that? Like what were you thinking? Um, it was really hard. Um, working with uh Jason Strickland, who's my head coach at Ware County. Um, you know, he's an awesome coach. So this is not anything to where you're leaving because you're not happy. Um, it's just another step in in the direction of becoming a head coach. Um, you know, he's always been in my corner. Um, he's been a great reference for me, um, a great teacher for me as well. Um, along with the coaching staff, because we have veteran, a very veteran coaching staff at Ward County. So um, this was just the right move for me and my family um, to get to, you know, that pinnacle of being a head coach and taking over my own program. So um, going from one historic program to another, um, you know, is really, really huge for me um, and another stepping stone in the right direction. Absolutely, dude. I mean, you can't get more store, much more storage than Thomasville. Um, and even if even if you went across town, which I think this is a bad word when I say this, but Thomas County Central is even in that same boat as well. So I don't think going to Thomasville, you could have gone wrong with either either one of those, man. But like what I, beyond the obvious reasons, um, you know, and, and some of the, you know, with, with high school coaches, I don't think people realize how much the day to day job kind of plays into it. What are you teaching over there, Thomasville? Um, right now, um, you know, I'll finish up the year in SPED, which I'm, which I'm in now um, at Ware County, um, which is great. You know, our, our special ed program um, and our department at, at Ware County does a phenomenal job with us, especially with us being coaches, um, the few of us that are actually in SPED. Um, so I'll finish out the year in SPED at Thomasville, and then going into next year, um, I'll be in the weight room and, and PE 
Um, I think I have may have one credit recovery class as well. So the day job is actually, you know, the the most appealing job, the most appealing part of actually going there. Um, you know, not that I don't love sped or anything, but as a coach, you know, you kind of want to be able to have your hands on your kids, um, be able to meet and things like that. So um, being out of the classroom, um, as far as being in that teacher role, um, was really, really important to me, um, especially stepping into this um, offensive coordinator role to where now I'm the sole play caller um, instead of being like in a co-office coordinator role. Yeah, that that's huge as well. But I mean, let's let's be honest about the day job thing. Like the the, the mountains of paperwork you deal with in SPED, I, I think it drives <laughs> off a lot of a lot of great teachers. I mean, honestly, and, and it burns out a lot of great teachers as well. So like you just kind of did you just feel exhausted when you because I mean, I've been in SPED too, so I'm I'm kind of in your boat. Yeah. I, I kind of felt exhausted by the time I got to practice and I just, it just wasn't the move for me. I had to get, I had to jump into CTE. Um, sometimes, you know, it, it does get like that. Um, especially when you got, you know, a couple of meetings back to back. Um, but like I said, our department does a great job of one scheduling those for us. Um, and they mm-hmm. kind of handle everything behind the scenes to where all we have, have to really do is um, the paperwork and actually go to the meeting. Um, you know, our, I can't tell you enough how appreciative I am um, of our SPED department and the things that they do especially during football season and the, uh, the 2022 season when we won state at Ware County. I mean, they did a phenomenal job. They would do uh, meetings for us um, just because of the, the stress of, you know, having practice and things like that, preparing for the state championship. So, um, you know, we use go IEP, which is everything's pretty much done on the computer. So it takes out the paperwork, mm-hmm. um, but the actual doing, you know, the actual IEP, um, you know, we kind of have to take care of, but you know, now I don't have to worry about that. I got four left. You know, before before I leave, I start um, officially um, in Thomasville on the 11th. Um, so I got four left, and then you know I'll, I'll officially be done. All paperwork be turned in, and I'll be free to go. What classification are you guys in over there? Um, you know, where's in 5A, which they went down with, which they're going down to 4A this year. Um, mm-hmm. Georgia's actually going back down to six classifications. Um, so we're in one. Uh, we're in 1A at Thomasville, but we're in Division Two, so there's two divisions um, in 1A. Um, so we're in with uh, the Worth County, Barron Counties, um, Fitzgerald, who won state a couple years ago, um, and those at Swainsboro, who actually played for it this past year. So we got a tough, we got a tough road ahead of us still. Um, so don't let the A fool you. You know, there's some hard-nosed ball down here in South Georgia as well. Well, I mean, it's just everywhere. Just the state of Georgia, just in general, from 6A all the way down to 1A is ridiculous but um and if, cool, put it in, to put it in, in in retrospect for you you know uh roquan smith came from macon county which is a 1a school so that's the caliber of kids that we're dealing with in case you yeah. was wondering yeah, he he i think he had an okay career right i think he was i, I think i think, I think he was solid. Solid. Um, you know he's kind of playing now you know he's yeah, pretty, he's taking solid. over that, that ray lewis type role <laughs> of being being that leader on that side of the ball so i think i think he's doing all right to come from a yeah. quote unquote school. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Small school. Yeah. Just didn't, Nicole just couldn't. Yeah. Mecole. Yeah. Mecole's from what, Stevens County? From El- They're one Elberton. Elberton. Yep. He was. They're one A or two A now, you know, with the new classifications, but it's quote unquote small schools, man, just out here producing people. Hey, that's how, that's how it is in the state, in the state of Georgia. <laughs> Middle Tennessee is starting to become that way. I don't know about the entire state of Tennessee, but it's starting to become this way in Middle Tennessee. But anyway, well, uh, 
dude, I'm, I'm super excited for you. Uh, this is, this is going to be a fun opportunity. Uh, follow the journey of, uh, Israel troop and, you know, behind the scenes, you know, I won't, I won't get into it, but I'll just say that you needed this badly. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you've been following, you got another journey um, that led into this, but I want to give a shout out to our head coach. I um, mean, the administration over at Thomasville um, actually held this job for me for a very, very long time um, during the uh, head coaching process that I went through. So shout out to those guys for being loyal to me. And now, you know, everything's kind of kind of come full circle now, I, I would say, you know, without, you know, getting all emotional and sob story type deal. So I'm excited about it, man. You know, the, you know I uh, met with the kids, um, you know, about a week ago and you know i'm just ready ready to get started yeah i'm i'm pumped for you man and this will be fully your your offense once again so looking forward to that and anything i can do to help just let me know anyway let's uh let's get into let's get into some georgia stuff man um speaking of new coaches um brian mcclendon uh, you weren't here when uh, you were probably doing your your baseball thing when, when I talked about this. So I, I went I went briefly through it because I wanted to save a lot of this for when you were here. Um, but I just mm-hmm. you know just had to get it out there, like get a little bit of a take on it. But like Brian McClendon goes to the NFL now. Since then, Del McGee has taken the head coaching job at Georgia State. I was about to say Southern mm-hmm. Georgia State. Um, him and Buster Faulkner. Were the lead candidates there, um, and and uh, Del McGee has ended up as the head coach at Georgia State. That left two vacancies um, on the table for Georgia. Hired him with Josh Crawford, plucking him from Georgia Tech to coach the running backs, and James Coley making a return trip to Athens to coach the wide receivers and to uh, and to lock down South Florida. So, on all four of those things, right? I think it's great. That Coach McClendon, that that BMAC is headed to the NFL. Um, everything you need in the NFL, it's a step in the right direction. More structured schedule, all that good stuff. Del McGee is finally getting his program to take over, and then um, we welcome a, two really good stud recruiters in um, to to replace those guys. What what are your thoughts, man? Like when you heard all this, you were like, "Good for them." Were you kind of worried that I wasn't worried because you know Kirby is doing the hiring, but like. Were you were you worried at all? I was, I was never worried from a simple fact that uh, Kirby Smart's playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. So you know he had he had a plan, um, you know. And shout out to you know BMAC. Um, this is a phenomenal opportunity, um, and you know the the rigors of, of the NCAA schedule. You know a lot of guys are going to the NFL, um, and if you get your chance, I mean might might as well go ahead and take it. And it's, it's a it's a it's a great thing you know, to be able to get that call and say, come to the NFL. So they're getting a phenomenal coach, coach McGee. He's, he's, he's waiting his time. You know, he, he led uh Georgia Southern through that little stint for a little while. Um, so he's been waiting on his time. He's a phenomenal coach. Uh, was a phenomenal high school coach, paid his dues. Now he gets to run his own program, you know? So I'm, I'm very, very excited for those guys. And we just got two top notch recruiters um, and Josh Crawford and, and coach Coley coming back uh, to UGA. So, you know, UGA is not going to fall off. You know, we just got two phenomenal coaches. Um, so I'm excited about it. Um, you know, I saw a lot of people on Twitter was talking about Coach Crawford. Um, I worked with him at Coughlin and at Bud Austin, and we're getting, you know, a jam-up coach, you know, uh, a great people person. He's paid his dues as well. Um, 
you know, I actually talked to him yesterday, you know, I told him welcome to the family and things like that. So we still have that connection as well. Um, everybody was looking for the big name, you know, of a coach. But, you know, when you're looking at what you lost, you know, Coach McGee and in that room and as a recruiter, you know, you didn't you you don't fall off with Josh Crawford. So that was a big deal. Um, and getting Coley back, you know, is huge. We all know what kind of recruiter he is. We all know what kind of coach he is. Um, so, like I said, Kirby Smart's playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Dude, you, you couldn't say it better yourself, man. It's it's incredible how, the, you know, you, you – like Josh Crawford, like I, I didn't know when, – when they hired him, I, I kind of did the who? And then I looked him up, I'm like, oh, makes uh, total sense, right? Because, you know, yeah. there's some guys that like, you know – that, that, that I've honestly never heard of. And and that doesn't mean they're bad. It just means that, you know, this coaching, these coaching trees are massive. And so like, you don't know who comes from where and what the history is, but you, but you like, you, you look at it and you say, okay, I'm gonna look at his resume. Oh, well, this is a freaking home run, you know? And, and so I, I think when you, when you look at it that way, you know, you have to kind of look, I, I think when you're looking at these hires, I think you kind of have to look at where they've been. And I think a lot of people, when they react, they, they see the high school experience and they're like, why are we getting guys with high school? You know, like I, I, I guarantee you there's a, there's a, there's a segment of our fan base that saw Josh Crawford's resume and was just like, what are we doing? But then like, <laughs> then you look at him and you're like, but like, I look at it, I'm like, okay, well, these like versatile, extremely mm-hmm. versatile. Because you know, you, you go to the high school level, like that's where you teach the game, right? And you learn and you make connections with other high school coaches and, and all of that stuff. So you, you have that. Um, you also you also have a level of like you like in high school, I don't know about well, Thomasville, it's probably not gonna be this way, but the places I've been, like you've really kind of had to you know, really break it down. And well, it's, uh, (laughs) he's done that. Um, and he's been all over the place too. He's, uh, you know, he's got master's degree from Georgia, Valdosta state. Uh, he's graduated from Morehouse and he played there. Um, he's been at greater Atlanta Christian, Jefferson County, Colquitt, Lee, Valdosta. You were with him at Valdosta, right? Is that what you just said? I was with him at Colquitt and Valdosta. Yeah. So, so multiple stops. So like he's, and then he's been at Georgia Tech, um, obviously, and he's, uh, I mean, he, he's just his experience is just good, and you you can't like high school guys hustle. I don't think people realize what we do. We hustle, <laughs> and we hustle, baby. We hustle, and, and you have to because like sometimes you just kind of have to just go. All right, screw it. We're we're, we're going. We're going to see if this thing works and and you just, you know, you're creative. High school coaches are creative. And, and, and I think high school coaches are some of the best coaches around. Absolutely. You know, if you, if you look at schools on the West coast, um, the Midwest, you know, they're hiring high school coaches. You know, you look at Arizona, Arizona state, they had a couple guys from Chandler um, high Mm -hmm. school, Texas has hired a lot of guys out of high school. So, I mean, you know, Chad Morris, uh, Gus Malzahn, those guys were coaching high school um, before they got into the college ranks as well, even after 
the college ranks. So, I mean, if you, you most people just look at names, you know, they're looking at, oh, who's the hot guy, blah, blah, blah. But you have to look I, at they, the they want recycle. Yeah. I mean, you, you want this guy because, oh, he's been here, there, and everywhere. But you understand the game's changing. The game's evolving. So, mm-hmm. you know, what made Alabama great? Nick Saban realized that, and he got younger guys to come in, you know, guys that can recruit, you know, guys that can relate to, to kids. You know what I mean? So especially in the time of NIL, you got to get a guy that can come in and relate to kids because if they can't, you know, they're going to be gone. So, you know, those exactly. these two hires are basically for one, recruiting reasons and because they're they're top-notch coaches. You know what I mean? So if you're just looking at a name of a guy, then you should probably do your homework because we just hired two really good ones. You know, everybody knows who James Coley is. Um, he's a phenomenal coach and his pedigree. Um, and if you look at, you know, Coach Crawford, you know, look at where he's been. Um, he was at West Kentucky uh, with Coach Helton. Um, yep. So he has paid his dues, you know, to be able to be in this opportunity. Um and, and seize the opportunity at that. So I'm really excited about it. You know, you look at BMAC. BMAC was the running backs coach when I was there. Uh, he left and came back and receivers coach. Now you got a receiver coach going to coach running backs. It's the same exact thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. sky's the limit for this team. Um, you know, I don't doubt Kirby Smart's decision at any point. Um, and I don't know anybody who still is. And you should probably, you know, go sit on the bridge and, you know, collect coins because our coach is doing a phenomenal job. <laughs> yeah, he is. He absolutely is. And um, if you don't think it's – if you think it's not for recruiting purposes, you're out of your mind. So, again, re- two really, really good hires. And I, I honestly, on, on, on the other side of it, I honestly didn't expect McClendon to, to, to land in the NFL. I didn't know he was even looking – I mean, not saying that he doesn't deserve to be there, but I just didn't know he was he was kind of a candidate yet uh, for the NFL. But like, I, I think this is a, the the next the next step up for him. Um, Absolutely. With with what Liam Cohen going there to replace Dave Canales, I guess they mm-hmm. I guess those two had a had a good relationship. I, I could I could see I could see BMAC rising through the NFL ranks pretty quickly. Absolutely, you know Thomas Brown is also in the NFL as well. Um, he's coaching, doing a phenomenal job. Um, there's one more. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Nick Jones is also in the NFL right now. Um, played off his line for us. So we got, we got a lot of Georgia guys that are actually in the Nick NFL Jones right now. Yeah. He was with the Jaguars for a little bit. Um, gotcha. but I can't remember exactly where he is. I want to say Bubba Velasco is in the NFL as well, but I could be wrong there. But, um, the coaching tree, you know, coming out of Georgia, you know, to the NFL has, has been phenomenal. Um, to um, a GA who was at Georgia, um, and he was a walk-on when I was there. Is actually the head coach of the Seahawks right now. So I mean, he was defensive coordinator for the Ravens. So I mean, it's the the pedigree of coaching that comes Mike out of McDonald's? the University of Georgia. Yes, he was a GA. He was a GA at Georgia. Absolutely. Wow, I just learned something new. Okay. Yeah. All right. And here's another one for you. My head coach at Thomasville is Jonathan DeLay, who was Coach Fab's GA at Georgia. I did know that. Aha. Uh-huh. So I, I did know it that. It all comes to circle, man. Georgia's yeah. taking over. If anybody's wondering. Jeez, Louise. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That, that just blew my mind. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, it's 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 great, man. Like, 
seeing these guys get their get their due. Like Del McGee, finally. Um, I remember for years and years and years, Del McGee just crushing. That's my mm-hmm. ver- that's my verb of the night. If you haven't figured it out, but um, he's he was killing it at Carver. I remember mm-hmm. him just being um, there for a really long time and uh, and just absolutely annihilating. So um, happy for them. Um, so the the coaching the coaching carousel. It just seems like you lose one, you get another really good one, and and people really. Mike says it best in the chat here. Trust in Kirby, um, and uh, actually Aloha from Pearl Harbor. And Mike's asking, did did you guys play in the Sugar Bowl versus Hawaii? I was working as the uh, I was working as a recruiting assistant during that year. Yeah, and so I was a freshman that year. So no, I didn't play in it, but I was a part of the staff. I got actually um, a Sugar Bowl watch which you can see right there behind me and uh, a nice little piece of luggage with my initials on it. You know, like the, the rolling garment bag where you like oh, zip it up and open it up. I got one of those. It's great. So yeah. Those were the days, man. That was a good time. Good pole gift there. So, um, and I was actually front row. The I was in the end zone front row where um, Marcus Howard just, just killed Colt Brennan. Yeah. Just I mean Colt Brennan wasn't looking and all of a sudden boom he's got he's got a chin full of Marcus Howard's helmet. Mm-hmm. So that was uh that was awesome. So got a game ball, need to get the boys to sign. Well, if the boys are out there in Hawaii, we can we can come sign it. If you'll uh, if you'll put us <laughs> up, Mike, we'll we'll gladly come we'll gladly take our show on the road. So absolutely. Well, if you want to be like Mike. A drink Gatorade now, uh, and B uh, hop in the chat. Yeah, R.I.P. Colt, man. This, yeah, his death was not good. It was tragic, but um, I remember that game though. That game was just Hawaii fans, dude. They were awesome. Like, yeah, I know you. Probably, yeah, I, I didn't. Know, I don't know if you experienced that that much uh, being a player, but like, they are awesome. Did a good they job, were, you know. It's just, it was one of those deals to where, all right, we, we were kind of, you know, butt hurt, you know, that we didn't make it to the to the national championship game that year. But somebody somebody was going to have to pay, and Hawaii just happened to be on on the schedule after that. So um, yeah. it was a great boat trip for us, great win. Um, wore the black jerseys, and I mean, we had a great time on that trip. You know, just yeah. from seeing seeing New Orleans and things like that, the history of New Orleans, um, and um, coming out of that thing with a victory. I mean, it was. It was certainly a sight to see. Did you get some beignets from Cafe Du Monde? I don't remember a lot during that time. It was I, fun. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why you don't remember a lot. I remember. Uh, yeah. I remember coming to at Harris Casino, and I had like four hundred dollars in uh, chips at a blackjack table. There it is. You're winning. You are winning, brother. I I, I blacked out and won four hundred dollars in blackjack. It was <laughs> phenomenal most successful trip I've ever had. So, um, but yeah. Um, so you hear about this new tight end? Have you got a chance to look at it? Ben, I haven't had a chance. I haven't had a chance to look at him yet. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot about him. 
Uh, I mean, we're pretty much tight end U, RBU. Um, we're about to be receiver U here real, real soon. We're already QBU too as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're U everywhere, you know, at the University of Georgia. So, just, if there's anybody that's what we're doing, I mean, you should really just look at the pedigree of things that we're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. in all honesty, you know, if there's yep. any questions or concerns, you know, you should probably go watch a practice and see the intensity that you know, Coach Smart and that coaching staff, you know, goes through with those guys. So, um, especially with the schedule that we have this year, I mean, it, it is it is wide open. You know, those guys are excited. Um, I think this year is more so unfinished business um, this year, and I think they're, they're, they're amped and ready to go. No, totally. And I feel like they're amped every single year. But what is it about getting tight ends from the Bay, the Bay Area that just – it's called recruiting. We have one of the best tight end coaches in the nation. Oh, Todd Hartley. Yeah. You know, who was also a GA at Georgia when I was there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't know is, that too. He, and he was, he was a student assistant for Dave Johnson mm-hmm. when I was there. And then he went away for a, for a minute and came back. I think he mm-hmm. went away for a year to West Virginia, then came back as like a, GA and then like a student assistant and it was like as a GA like his his he stretched it out like he came back in 07 yeah. uh and then left in 09 to go back to Marshall as a full-time coach so he's had quite he's the journey man paid his dues and, and you see it um with the guys that he's mm-hmm. putting in the field as well um gonna have a first round of this year mm-hmm. um you know so I mean it's it's the proof is in the pudding and I mean if you're a tight end who wouldn't want to come to Georgia play we won, we use them, and two, we throw to them, and three, they get drafted. So, I mean, what, what, what's not to love? Benjamin Urasek was like, um, yeah, sign me up. Yep, yes. I'm, 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 I'm there. I know y'all use a lot of 12 personnel. I'm there. Let's go. Let's – but, uh, no, watching him play, man, he – you know, the style of play, and I, I'm not going to dare say he's Brock Bowers because that's – you can't say that about anybody. But – but he's very much like Brock Bowers in the way that he plays. He's very smooth, really good route runner, physical, um, has that extra gear. I don't think he's quite as good with the ball in the air as Brock Bowers was because Brock Bowers won jump balls like he was Randy Moss. Like he could, like Brock Bowers could contort his body and just like all, like you see him go up and like it looks like, hold on, what I'm trying to think. He looks like a a human Rubik's cube, you know, like where one side goes this way and the other side goes that way, and like his arm goes that way. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that comparison is, but like all of a sudden, like his his body goes in four different directions. Yeah, and it's great body control, in case anybody's wondering what Corey's getting yeah, that's to. Also, simply control. simply put, and then the, he comes down with the ball, and you're like, how the hell do you do that? <laughs> I got injured watching. There was one play in particular. He went up, and I was like, okay, all right. I think I just, like, pulled something watching him make that catch. Yeah, man, you go back to the play against Ohio State when he stretches out for the first down. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for him to be able to float in the air the way he did to get that first down, which we needed to keep the drive going, I mean, you can't teach that. You know what I mean? And to add this kid in with, with Lucky and Dell, I mean, we're, we're going to be held on wheels that tight end oh, position. Dude, it's going to yeah, be rah, rah. Yeah. all those guys in that receiver room. And, you know, we figure out who's RB1 
um, coming out of spring and, and going into spring and things like that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're going to be good for it's a gonna real, be real long It's going to be RB1. Um, is this the most loaded this this offensive side of the ball has been? In quite some time. I think as a whole, as a whole, um, we got a guy that could take top off. Um, that's Toten the Rock, which which we, we needed. Um, I think if Milton um, had been um, healthy throughout his career, I think he would have been that guy. Um, then you add in Dejon um, with him as well, kind of that that bruiser, that small guy that can get in and get you a bunch of yards. Um, I think that this is the most complete group um, as long as the offensive line continues the jail that we've had. I think since Kirby's been there, I feel like more yeah. like this. We have more explosive players um, as a as a whole that we've had since yeah. Kirby's been there. Yeah, I mean, you get you get some guy. You get your your new Lad McConkey and Humphreys. You get um, you get uh, Colby White from Miami. He's he's kind of your explosive guy. Uh, Ra Ra Thomas when he when the light bulb finally fully comes on for him, he's going to be that Ad Mitchell X receiver type. Um, then you have uh Ra Ra, then you have Dominic Lovett, who's a just a he can do it all from the slot position. I mean, he's just ridiculous. Um, he can run jets, he can run, uh, he's really good at screens. He can he can take the lid, take the lid off, he can take a crossing route, uh, the distance. I mean, he's just somebody that you just got to account for everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I cannot wait to, you know, one, kind of see how spring goes, and then two, leading up to that first game. Because um, we're going to be scary. You know, everybody stays healthy because that's always the thing. You got to stay healthy mm-hmm. um, during this run. Um, it's going to be a beautiful thing to see. It, it really is. You know, our defense is, is going to be great still. Um, you know, adding um, a phenomenal coach that we just got from Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you, in the grand scheme of it all, like I said earlier, Kirby Smart's playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. There's a reason why these people are here. Um, you know, you got not only did you get phenomenal coaches, you know, you get phenomenal recruiters, phenomenal men, um, you know, to help um, develop these young men. Um, and you know, you just keep the train rolling. You know, you, you never you never have to to um, rebuild. You know, you always just reload. Um, and I think that's that's the standard now at UGA. You know, I think our players understand that. Oh yeah, and Vegas has set the over under at minus ten and a half for win totals in twenty twenty four, and they set it at ten and a half a to entice you to bet on it uh, first of all, uh, but b there's three games on the schedule that you can say I don't well they're up in the air. Okay, Ole Miss probably going to win the award for most improved in the SEC. Uh, Texas. And at Alabama, which becomes way less scary uh, without Nick Saban, but those are the three games that I think give Vegas pause in setting the line at uh, at eleven and a half versus ten and a half. So, I I think Georgia can take all three of those. If and worst case scenario, slip up at Texas. It would so. would be would be I, I still and that would still be taking I still take the over because. I'm still smashing over because of that. I, I think they crush Alabama. I think they end up overwhelming Ole Miss. It'll be close for a little while, and they'll just end up overwhelming them like they did uh, this past season. And and then at Texas can get a little tricky because that's a tough place to play regardless. And it's early. Absolutely. 
I think you're spot on with that. Um, and shout out to Joe Cox, who was the mm-hmm. tight ends coach at Ole Miss. He was also a Georgia alum as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He was in the running for the wide receiver spot. Yep. I think those, I think those games are, are pretty much spot on. Um, you know, in our schedule, I mean, it ain't for the week. You know, SEC is the best well, conference okay. in America. You know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You know, once September hits, man. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm jacked up. And getting getting things started right away with Clemson in the Chick Fil A kickoff. I mean, that's not an easy game either. Um, I don't think it's as I don't think it's as difficult as of a game as it was say two years ago. But um, you know, that's never an easy game. But you know, th- if you want to play top notch football, come to the SEC. And I love the new format. Like it, it, the twelve team format is going to be great. Uh, you have five auto bids and seven at larges. Um, which are going to – it's basically just going to be the SEC Invitational. But um, you, you get <laughs> – you love that, right? Uh, you get a single table also with the SEC. So, like, the play-in for the automatic bid is going to be um, – it's going to be from legitimately the top two in, in the SEC and not the top in the East and top in the West, where sometimes, like – the two best teams are in the West or some years, the two best teams are in the East or, you know, finally the two best teams in the conference are going to play each other for the SEC championship. I love that too. I love it. I love it. I'm a big, big fan. So, um, but yeah, I, I dude, you're, you're, you're telling me, man, um, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what this defense, you know, kind of with some of the changes, um, that took place with, uh, you know, with with some shifting around with uh, Will Muschamp um, taking a step back as an analyst, preferably to to go see his son, uh, to be able to see his son at, at Vanderbilt, uh, Whit Muschamp, who who uh, went to an who went to a boarding school in Chattanooga for his high school, uh, Baylor, the Baylor school. They're in Chattanooga. He was state. Runner up, I think, because Macaulay won. So the state championship in Tennessee in Division Two ended up being the two Chattanooga boarding schools playing each other in Chattanooga. So that was uh, that was a lot of fun. They were, I mean, they were legitimately, yeah, they were they were legitimately the two best teams. You don't skip a beat with Coach Robinson coming in. You know, he, he's going to handle the back end. Um, you know, so I mean, it's. It's all right. Who, who wants to play? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, you, you, it's it's like you you have so much excitement and waiting for it to, to unfold um, that you, you that you just can't wait for it all to happen. You know now now that the staff is complete um, and in the spring, um, you know we really get to see kind of how those guys gel. You know how how the players connect with with the new guys and um, how recruits connect with the new guys as well. So I mean. Georgia's not going to skip a beat, and we're going to keep we're going to keep the strain rolling. We got some oh, yeah, unfinished got business. Very much from so. last year. Yeah, gotta 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 have the broken three peat. <laughs> the, the 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 Georgia the with the Georgia hat trick, where you skip a year but you still get three. So yeah, uh, right. we'll do it, we're going to do it Patriot style, actually. Now that I think about it, um, three out of four. So that's right. So, so I'm going to do it. Only way to do it, um, but we got we got to get through this uh, this gauntlet. So, yeah, smash the over on on that because I think this is a very hungry 
extremely talented Georgia team um, that I just don't I, – I think I think if they get past Texas, they're just going to roll the rest of the season. It's going to be ugly, I think. Um, so, if, if they struggle with Texas, I still think they're going to win out. Uh, there might be a couple struggle games in there, but um, but for the most part, I think they win twelve or 11 or 12 games. I think so. All right, let's switch sports. Been watching baseball, baseball a little bit? Ooh, I've been watching them boys hit that little round ball, and it is a beautiful thing to see. If anybody Ooh. knows me, my first love is baseball. Okay, mm-hmm. so to finally see, you know, us put it together offensively, you know, because defense and pitch has always kind of been there, um, you know, but then we get a couple of injuries and the offense just kind of, kind of lackluster for a while. But watching these guys hit this baseball, is a beautiful thing to watch the runs that we've been putting up, uh, the cohesiveness um, that that this team is is playing with right now is absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm excited to see us get um, into not region play but um, conference play, yeah. um, just to see you know as the the competition step up. Um, just kind of see you know where we where we fare. Um, but right now, you know, if we take if we keep rolling the way that we're doing, I mean, it's going to be. We're, we're going to be in Omaha real, real soon, if not this year. Omaha! Yeah. That's – yeah. I mean, they, they set a record for most homers in a game against Georgia State. Um, they – I mean, they just – they they had – they run-ruled Northern Kentucky. Um, Presbyterian uh, last night, they won that game. It was a little tight, but sometimes baseball just is that way. Mm-hmm. But – what I really like about this team, what really stands out to this team, you know, is, is the approach, you know, obviously the approach with the pitching staff, um, you know, just finding command and, and you know, Wes Johnson trusting his guys and, and knowing just getting them through their outings uh, effectively right. where he manages the emotions, manages the pitch counts, and, and he's able to keep their pitch counts relatively low, um, and he's able to help them find command on all their pitches. So that's been – like I expected that because he's a pitching guy. Um, but what – I don't want to say surprises me, but what what I really enjoy um, as an aspect that I didn't think would happen as quickly as it has is the uh, discipline of the plate, the plate approach. I think these guys yeah. – I think the plate approach has been really good and and it's been really good twofold uh, because like they have the discipline enough to to take their at bats into deep counts and sit on sit on their pitch and 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 drive the baseball. But also on the flip side of that, recognizing when it's time to strike when the iron's hot, you have a pitcher that's leaving the ball up. Like, you know, if the pitcher's leaving the ball up, he's probably more than likely first pitch. If first pitch is a strike, it's probably going to be up in the zone, and, and it's probably going to be something you can hit a long way or, or hit really hard, and Absolutely. they've been doing a good job of that too. Absolutely. You know, just seeing these guys, like I said, one thing that, that bothered me last year, like I said, I'm a baseball guy, you know, is, is our is our approach. You know what I mean? So, oh, God. You know, we talked about that. What is your approach? Well, what's your plan when you get into that, when you come up to bat? You know, our runners in scoring position, you know, do we need to move runners? Um, you know, can we hit for power? You know, do we need to hit to, to get on base? You know, those things that, that should go through your mind um, when you're playing baseball. So, 
you know, just watching, you know, our guys have a plan when they get to the plate right now. Like you said earlier, you know, pitcher leaves one up in the zone. I mean, we're crushing it right now. You know, we're, <clears throat> we're, we're swinging that first pitch, you know, fastballs and things like that. We're being aggressive, you know, um, and I love it. You know what I mean? And we're, we're hitting for power. Uh, we're hitting for average. We're moving runners. Um, you don't just score 15 runs in a game, you know, just just from home runs and things like that. You know, we're doing the little things right at the plate offensively to help our pitchers out. You know, if a pitcher knows that, hey, at any point, you know, we can score two, three runs in an inning, you know, that makes his confidence go way up. That makes him throw a lot of strikes, you know, and that that and he believes in the defense after that. He doesn't have to press, you know what I mean? Right. So, you know, that goes to the mental psyche of the pitcher. You know, and I think Coach Johnson coming in, I think that's his mindset. How can we help our – he's a pitcher. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's, he's been a pitching coach, so he understands the, the mental psyche of a pitcher. How can we help this guy while he's up there on the mound? How do you help him? Get the ball. You know, mm-hmm. you, you score runs. You know, you put stress on the other team to where you don't play into what they want you to do. You know, and I think he's done a great job of bringing his philosophy and that mindset in to be aggressive, to attack. And you can and you can and we're reaping the benefits right now. I mean, what they're eight no right now, um, which is yeah. I think I saw a statistic today that it's the best start, you know, for a UGA coach in the history um, of UGA baseball. So he's he's obviously, you know, done a phenomenal job. And like I said, I can't wait you know, until we get into conference play so we can really see how good this team can be. Because I think this team this team is going to be really, really scary, especially down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. It, it's going to be it's going to be insane. So uh, I'm I'm excited for it. But, you know, what, what you said about, like, the mentality of, like, the pitcher can relax and they know that I, all I got to do is just throw strikes, let my defense go to work, and I know my offense is going to, going to hit. That can reign true even – and correct me if I'm wrong here, obviously, but – um, I think as a pitcher, that can also reign true. Like if your defense, if your offense is struggling a little bit, I think that with these performances, I think these pitchers can also go out there and say, okay, I trust that they're going to turn it around. All I got to do yes. is continue to do what I've always done. And That's I it. don't, I, and they, they never get the feeling of, I have to bail out our offense mm-hmm. because they, That's they're, they're, in a, they're in a massive slump. And that's when you get pitchers that that are overthrowing. They get su- they get super tight, and and um, they either they either walk a whole bunch of people, or or they they leave a bunch of they leave a bunch of pitches up in the zone that get that just get absolutely crushed. But I think the mindset mm-hmm. of the pitchers trusting the hitters, and the hitters trusting the pitchers, like the hitters go up to the plate relaxed because they're like, all right, my guys out there, my guys going to go out there and start dealing. So. I could just relax, yeah. sit on my pitch and, and, and be patient here. And, and we can, and we can be patient. Like even if, even if we go cold, the first three innings, there's no, there's no panic whatsoever. Yes, yeah, absolutely. There, there's no panic. And I think the biggest thing that coach Johnson has brought into this program is trust. Um, and you can see it, you can see the camaraderie um, within the team um, with him, within that coaching staff, and you can see a big difference in this baseball team right now. And, and I mean, like I said, I mean they're eight and zero right now. I mean they're they're absolutely crushing the, the competition right now. And I mean they've had some some uh, some tight games, but you can see there's no panic. You know what I mean? Um, those guys are going up, they're dealing, um, and eventually, like you said, the offense is actually picking up as well. So I mean, hmm. I, I I love it. You know, it, it's it's the first time in a long time where we can sit here and look at our baseball team and say these guys are doing, you know, what we thought that UGA baseball can do. The recruiting aspect of it. You know, outside the draft, it has been phenomenal as well. Um, there's a kid coming out of Kale. He played quarterback for him as well, um, mm-hmm. who we got, um, who's signing with us. 
Um, and the kid, I mean, he played for uh, the USA team, national team, um, and the kid can absolutely ball. You know what I'm saying? And, and barring anything happens in the draft, I mean, he's coming to UGA. So that, that, that has another aspect um, to, to our team. You know what I mean? So, like I said, the biggest thing that Coach Josh has brought in is trust. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that's been lacking. Everybody trusts each other. You can see it. I mean, they love it. They're loving on each other. There's excitement for one another. Um, it looks like a total different program right now. And I think having new blood in, you know, I love Coach Strickland to death. Um, I think he did the best that he could um, with what he had at that particular time. But at the same time, you know, bringing new blood in and a new philosophy in has done wonders for this baseball team. And yeah, shout out to our and Josh Brooks for making this thing happen. Yeah, I mean, recognizing that a change needs to happen um, is the first step to making significant improvements. And and so you get that, you get the new facilities that are that are greenlit, uh, that are absolutely phenomenal. And it's just all coming full circle. So let me ask you this, though, with baseball. With the emergence of NIL, and I think this is – I think NIL um, – the two sports that's going to really help boost the most, and I wish baseball made more money than it does, but I think NIL is going to help baseball, and obviously, you know, football, but uh, I, I think outside of that, I think it's going to help baseball the most because, like, you have these guys that are deciding between MLB draft and college. And yeah. unless you're a surefire first rounder that's going to be in the majors within a year, you're seeing a lot of these guys. It happened at it happened at uh, Vanderbilt. You had a couple guys get drafted um, that were that normally before pre NIL would have gone to the would have gone to MLB, and they were like, I think one of them was. I don't think he ever entered the draft, but he was set to be the, the pitcher Ethan McIlvain. He was set to be a first rounder, and he decided to stick with it and go to college. But um, I think a lot of that has to do with NIL. And the the opportunity Absolutely. to make money is going to keep a larger portion of these kids coming to college versus jumping straight to the pros in baseball. Absolutely, with the emergence of travel ball now, um, you know, and you know how how profile high school baseball is now as well. Especially, you know, just down here in South Georgia. I mean, our baseball programs are doing really well um, just because the guys are playing a lot more, so they're getting eyes on them and things like that. So, so the NIL is definitely helping baseball. Um, Cause you got to think you're about to throw a couple thousand dollars, you know, at a kid, you know, if he goes to the draft, well, we're going to throw a couple thousand dollars at you too, just to come to college. It's the same deal. You know what I mean? So as long as they can manage it, you know, and, and make sure everything, you know, is on the up and up, um, it's definitely going to help baseball. Cause I mean, baseball is a, is a billion dollar industry, you know, whether it's the majors or even peewee league, you know, my little boy's playing t-ball right now, you know? Yeah. So, one of those deals to where you just got to make sure that, you know, got to keep everybody happy, number one. Um, but also, you know, um, keep the main thing, the main thing, and understand that at the end of the day, you know, just for Georgia in general, you know, you're playing for the Bulldogs, you're playing for that for that logo on your chest, you know, uh, not the name on the back. So um, I think they figured it out. You know what I mean? So um, if we can keep, you know, if kids getting drafted, you know, um, if we can keep them in college, you know, that's good. But you also aren't going to crush a kid's dream if he, you know, gets drafted no, as well. No, no, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to. That's the route he wants to go. That's where I'm going to go. But you always got to have a backup plan. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, and mark my words, these programs, you know, <clears throat> like let's take Georgia State. Um, 
you know, Georgia colleges, things like that. They also have a lot of really good baseball players, you know, that are looking to transfer as well. So you tap into those smaller programs, get those best players. That also makes your team that, that much better. And you also keep those kids in Georgia. Georgia has one of the best pipelines for baseball in the nation. You know, yeah, and, and the dogs have gotten you, transfer portal guys too. Absolutely. So you can keep these kids in Georgia, you know, you know, perfect games and things like that. Um, you know, Georgia's going to be really, really good for a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. For sure. And, you know, with the transfer portal, um, you know, you have a, you have a kid that plays a year at Georgia college and then hits the portal or, or plays like two years at like Valdosta state and says, okay, I'm, I'm potentially good enough to be drafted. I need to hit the portal, go to a big program, see if I can get picked up and, and see if I can get some, uh, get some major league guys on. Um, but also like uh, on the, on the token of like the high school kids coming out and with the NIL, like the great, the, the, the equalizer now is paying these kids. Like the kid can make the yeah. same amount uh, playing at Georgia, which is a first class invite. You're, you're flying first class. You have first class facilities, or you can ride some stinky bus playing in class a ball for the Toledo mud hens and yeah. just be grinding away in the minors for potentially your entire adult. And you're, uh, you're working toward a degree, you know, I mean, yeah. you're getting paid and you're working toward a degree which is also going to continue to help you get paid. So, I mean, baseball's figured it out. And I'm, I'm so excited, you know, for this baseball team. Uh, I'm looking forward to for them do, doing really, really big things. The days of getting bounced out the first day at the SC Championship uh, Series are, uh, I think, are over. They appear you know, to I be over. we're going to, to compete, you know, against these top-notch programs. And it may take a year, but right now they're starting off on the right foot, the right way. I think Coach Johnson was the guy come in and turn this thing around our first big test is tomorrow night against michigan state um and then the series with georgia tech this weekend uh friday saturday sunday it's the it's the georgia tech play one game in atlanta play the next game in athens and play the next play the play the sunday uh play the sunday game at cool ray field i almost said a rubber match but we're gonna sweep the series so uh and we we open up march 15th with Kentucky, that's our first conference series um, at in Lexington, which has been a tough place for us to play. But uh, you have Kentucky. It, well, it's a good baseball conference. You have uh, you have a weekend series at Kentucky, then you come back with a midweek game against Wofford, and then you're home against Alabama. Uh, and then we'll know by the time we finish our series with Tennessee, we'll know by the end of March just how legit this team is. Because you get um, by the end of March, you're you're gonna have you're gonna have games against Michigan State, series against Georgia Tech, a series against Iowa, a single game against Iowa, or a single game against Iowa, a series against Kentucky, a series with Bama, and a series with Tennessee. If you don't have any answers by then, well, something's wrong. <laughs> something's wrong, um, and you're gonna know either. Hey, we're 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 legit or. Maybe we just got off to a hot start and we just kind of ran out of gas, or like you're gonna know. And then Missouri, yeah. you get Mississippi State, Missouri, which is a little bit of a reprieve. Uh, and you have some midweek games against like Kennesaw State's pretty good. Uh, they knocked off. Yeah. Did you see what they did to Clemson? No, I didn't. They beat Clemson was... eighteen to one last week. Ooh. Clemson's Clemson was at the time was the uh, number ten in the country. 
well, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about this season. I think there's a lot of good things on the horizon. Um, what are your thoughts on basketball? I know, I know we have, I know it's not really in the docket, but we have a little bit of time. Like to me, basketball, I, I think they hit a little bit of a rough patch. Um, but you yeah. can like, but with basketball, like versus last year, the record is not much different from last year, but I think you can see, uh, versus last year that like, Hey, we have an actual plan. We have an actual low post presence. I just think this team runs out of gas sometimes and just is very streaky and goes cold. And that's what you get with a heavy so portal I think, team. I think we're running. We're just running out of steam. Um, I think they're they're playing hard. I mean, they're, they're playing physical. I mean, you could definitely tell it's a different basketball team. Um, mm -hmm. And like I said, and we've talked about this, you know, a lot to blue in the face. But it's going to take a minute to get, actually get that program back to what you know, we, we, we expect it to be, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So um, I think they just keep grinding, you know, and you're going to have another, another recruiting year coming up here soon. Um, add a couple people, add a couple pieces here and there that, that you may need. Um, but I think, I think they're doing, I think coach is doing a great job. Um, yeah, Mike White is the right know, He's absolutely the right People guy. want results right now. We live in a right now world, um, but it, it takes time. You know I mean? You got to look at where we were, you know, to where we are right now. Um, the wins and losses may not dictate that, but if you just look at the product that's out there on the court right now, um, mm -hmm. they're going to learn how to finish. You know, they're going to learn how to dominate. You know, but that that stuff like that takes time, especially when it hasn't been there for a very very long time. So, uh, Mike White has done a phenomenal job. I think the staff has done a good job, um, and I think you know this year's not a wash. You know, we can still finish strong, but I think next going into next year, you know, reevaluate, kind of see where you are. Um, and then you start to see the fruits of your labor after that. But you understand where we were, man. We we were down in the dumps for for a while. Oh, it was so, pitiful. It was downright pitiful, like embarrassing. Everybody just, this is the one time I'll say, hey, let's be patient. We got a great coaching staff. I think, like I say, our AD and, and Josh Brooks and, and that whole staff has done a really good job of hiring coaches. So everybody just calm down. We're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it just don't look at the score. I mean, obviously the score is most important, but just look at the product that's on the field. And you can definitely tell the difference in that basketball team. Yeah, and, and the arena is starting to get some juice back. Uh, Stegman Coliseum is starting to get some juice back a little bit uh, where the, it was severely lacking. Uh, the team plays hard. Uh, people outside waiting in line. It's cold. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's it's, it's huge. Like that's – I haven't seen people waiting for tickets since my freshman year when, uh, yeah. when we would have been a tournament team, a legitimate tournament team – had Jim Herrick not cheated. Yep. And I've, I've never seen it. So I mean, it's, it's good to see now when we play Kentucky, people are outside waiting to get in. You know what I mean? And so not, the excitement's and there. And it's, yeah. And it's going to happen. So everybody just yeah. relax for just a second. Yeah. You know, let, let, let We're going to be fine. There's excitement. There's there's now a little bit of an atmosphere. And I've always said Georgia has a unique atmosphere. They need to, they need to play to that. They need to recruit to that. And eventually they will. And some of these poor mm -hmm. guys are going to make that happen. And now you got to get some high school guys and some continuity guys that comes in um, to, to kind of bolster that. Cause I think you still have a sense of like, there's still some like miscommunication there, um, which is not really anybody's fault. I don't think. Um, but it just, that's just one of the pitfalls of having a lot of portal guys. Mm -hmm. And when you have a lot of portal guys that it, you know, it just, it just happens. So 
there's yeah. nothing to be overly worried about, but it is something that if you're trying to win now, obviously it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a damper, but you know, I, I think George is just trying to build at this point. And I think that's the goal. The goal is to get as far as you can in the, in the SEC tournament, hope for an NIT bid and, and be happy with that. And then next year, like, I think realistically every, every five years you should be, you should be in the tournament two, two or three out of those years, two or three times. Absolutely. You got to think the two sports that were in the rebuild of any sport on UGA's campus was men's basketball and baseball. Mm -hmm. And I think for baseball, hosting a regional, I I think, is the first step to to know. Mm -hmm. Uh, For basketball, NIT bid, we'll know that if we get any sort of postseason bid, that's that's a massive, massive win for the program. So, for sure, I'm excited. But anyway, well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, take this one uh, down the road here. Um, the combine is going on. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that when that wraps up more and just kind of react. It, the combine is what it is. It's just mostly people just watching for the interviews now at this point. But yeah. <laughs> is Justin Fields going to be a Falcon? I don't. I don't know, man. I think. Uh, I think Coach is uh, pretty much keeping on the wraps right now. I heard an interview with him today. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be great. Um, I think it's time to tap into the Georgia schools. Um, if I'm the Falcons, we're letting too many Georgia people get out um, of the state of Georgia. Not, not, not a good idea because um, I, I hear they're pretty good at football. These yeah, Georgia they're, guys. they're pretty good. So um, if we can do that, um, and I'm not a Falcons fan by any means, um, be. but um, I do that. That stadium is phenomenal, and who wouldn't want to play in there? I mean, I drove by um, a couple months ago, and I was like, oh my god, this is my first time seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, in person, and I was like, "Oh my God, who would not want to play in this thing?" You know what I mean. So, um, I think I think the Falcons got a good coach. I think they got a good staff coming in, um, and I think it's just they just got to put it all together, man. That's it. You know, just let the coaches coach, um, and it, it it'll all work itself out. Yeah, we got a good one in Raheem Morris. Hey, you're about the state, to, of, I, I, the state of Georgia right now with Raheem Morris with Kirby Smart. Um, you know, that school across across the way over there at Georgia Tech, um, Dale McGee at Georgia State. Um, Kennesaw is doing a phenomenal job right now. Um, you know, we're it's 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 Georgia right now is balling. So. West Georgia is balling a little bit. Valdosta State is a legendary school, it's and, always and balling. So the state of Georgia, as far as football, uh, at the collegiate level and at the pro level right now, is going to be something to see. You know, baseball, especially because unfortunately Georgia dismantled Georgia State, but Georgia that does Georgia State's actually pretty good at baseball. Um, they are, and Georgia Tech is 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 pretty good this year at baseball. Kennesaw just annihilated Clemson, which I don't know if those I don't think it's a fluke, but eighteen to one's not a fluke. <laughs> but um, no. they just annihilated Clemson. They're they're doing pretty good. So Georgia sports is starting to. The Hawks need to jump on board. The Atlanta Hawks need to jump on board. Uh, the Braves, if they could just find some, if they could just find their bats in the postseason, um, they'll win another World Series because they've got one of the best coaching staff or pitching staffs in the in the majors, and they got Ronald Acuna, who is a cheat code. So um, that this is, I, I say that to say the invitation to jump on the Braves. 
to jump into Braves country is is uh, open, wow. Israel. Wow, open. <laughs> it's open, wide open. Because come on in, come on in. You come one on day, in. maybe one day. One that that one day is today. I still got to go to a Braves game. I've never been. You need to go to a Braves game. You'll get hooked. Ronald Acuna is so much fun to watch. The Yankees, it's stale. The Yankees are stale, except for Aaron Judge. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that. My proteins right now have been stale for a while. So I got to figure something out here soon. Derrick Henry, too. I don't know if you want that, but let me tell all our secrets, man. Let me tell all our secrets. You want that, but yeah, you're about to get Derrick Henry probably. Do that or don't just don't let him go to Jim Harbaugh. Because then they might actually win. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know he's gonna draft Blake Corum, though. Oh, yeah. It's gonna happen. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. So your uh your cowboys are gonna get Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler. Ooh. We'll, we'll see. It's still up in the air. We'll see. Yeah, y'all are going to tag Pollard. Is that what? Is that what's uh, what's happening? It's Jim. It's, it's Jerry's world. We're just living in it. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> hey, you have some choices down there in South Georgia. You can you can go Falcons. You can go Duval, or you can go Dolphins. Don't go Bucks. Nobody goes Bucks. You can even go Damn. Saints if you wanted to. No, thank you. Been rocking with my boy since '92, man. Since '92. Since '92, we're gonna, we're gonna ride this wave, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Got to. That's that's some loyalty right there. I like it. So anyway, well, we're gonna get out of here, man. Um, we hope you have a great rest of your evening, which uh, should be winding down for a lot of you, um, unless you're going and partying hard. Um, hope you have a great rest of your week. Uh, Israel, I hope you have a great rest of your time at uh, Ware County, and uh, make sure that you uh, make sure that you kick ass at Thomasville. I'm excited for you. Uh, but this is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. Find us on social media at Believe in Dogs at Troopstar28 at Coach Burton36. Uh, find us wherever you find your podcast and on YouTube, uh, and and make us make us part of your day. So we're gonna. Gonna try to come at you more a little bit more frequently now, and uh, but we're uh, we're gonna get out of here. This is uh, this has been fun uh, for Israel Troop. I'm Corey Burton. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. We'll see you back here next time. But until then, go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.